All right, guys, welcome to the Different Animals Podcast. This is Tyler. And I'm Ever Castro. And today, um, we're going to be talking about a few different things, but I, th- I think uh, we haven't talked about music a whole lot, even though that's one of our uh, similar tastes. Um, so I think we're going to delve into that a little bit. We're going to talk about, um, we're going to combine uh, movies and talk about which movie songs or movie soundtracks we think are, are uh, you know, top in the chart on that. And then we're going to probably go over some rap lines that uh, go hard despite uh, what they're saying and not so much because of what they're saying. Um, and then we might touch on some HBO Max stuff uh, and some Henry Cavill uh, callbacks. But uh, <laughs> first, I'm going to hit y'all with this intro. thing we're going to start with mm-hmm. is uh is movie soundtracks or movie songs and uh you know you're our you're our movie guy so uh i'm gonna <laughs> go ahead and i'll let you run this one to, at least to start uh right. what what where do you think is your number one movie song well so like right now like my mind is rushing i i didn't want to look too many up because then i would be overwhelmed and so i just wanted to go sort of off the cuff and just think about the ones that when i think about that or about this topic sort of just blast to mind. And there are different types of sort of movie songs. You know, there's like songs that fit, a, or songs that fit a certain scene in a movie, and you go, oh, God. And then every time you watch that, you hear that song, you go, oh, that's from that movie. And then there's like the soundtracks. But for, for me, whenever people go, what's your favorite song made specifically for a movie? You know, for like it's like either a song like Shallow from Stars Born, or I don't know, uh, I can think of another one that's like. All um, I can think of with Shallow is Jesus doing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> doing Shallow. Um, but I would say my number one song made for a movie is the song Scotty Doesn't Know from the 2004 movie Euro Trip. Have oh, yeah. you uh, seen sung the movie? by or, Matt Damon. Matt right? Damon. And so this song's so this is great. This song is great because not only is it the best movie so, a song made for exactly you know specifically for a movie, it's also the greatest cameo of all time. So if you haven't seen the movie, it's about it's like it's like one of those early two thousand teen comedies, you know, the raunchy ones where right. they, they were at least the un, unrated cut on DVD like or whatever. Pie. Like that's it's like, American that's Pie in Europe. The genre, right? right, right, exactly. You had dozens of those. And so it's about, you know, four teenagers that go to Europe to get this guy this, the, the, to get the girl for this the, the protagonist but before all that happens this guy the protagonist scott gets dumped by his girlfriend on their high school graduation and they go to a party that night and there's a band there and then you just hear like the mic tap and then it's you see and it's fucking matt damon bald-headed <laughs> with like uh, lip piercings and he starts singing the song scotty doesn't know which is about this guy the the this band singer plow banging 
the girlfriend of the guy. And so he just goes into detail as to what, how, you know, he banged her on his birthday. And, you know, she he to, uh, she told him he was at church, but she, he doesn't know that she's still on her knees and stuff like that. Oh. So it's, it's, have you seen the movie? Have you seen the movie? Or have you heard the song? I have heard the song and I've seen like clips <laughs> of Matt Damon, like, like just wiling out. It's like, so funny. Out his to... tongue, right? like, like, yeah, yeah. And it's amazing because, you know, I, I wish I could have been at the theater to watch this for the first time, you know, 16 years ago. Just so I could be like, oh, there's a bunch of nobody actors, you know, in a teen comedy. And then fucking Matt Damon shows up. <laughs> so, real quick, I'm going to need you to look up what year that movie came out. Because uh, I, Eurotrip? Yeah. I want it was uh, 2004. 2004. All right. I'm going to yeah. look, look at his, like, uh, filmography. And I'm going to see, like, what he's done Jesus! All right, nah. Dude, he had he had an I Oscar didn't, I didn't before know. that. He was in Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. He had done Good Will Hunting. I, the timeline. I'm not great with movies, <laughs> so the timelines are like it doesn't match. You know what I mean? I can't put things there. But we're talking about he's been in Ocean's Eleven. He's been in uh, fucking Saving Private Ryan, Rounders, Good Will Hunting, and that man just showed up at fucking Euro Trip. And the amazing part is that, <clears throat> so he that's not the only movie where he has a great cameo. Um, spoilers. Well. Spoilers, slight spoilers if you don't want it spoiled for movies where he makes cameos in in thirty like for thirty seconds. He's also in Interstellar at the end. Have you seen Interstellar? Spoiler, I haven't. Sorry. Boy, so he shows up at the thing, end. Real quick, this podcast, a recurring theme in this podcast is going to be you naming critically acclaimed movies that everyone's <laughs> loving and being like, no, I haven't seen it. <laughs> just in case. I'm just, yeah, I just want to make sure. Just so you can no, be I'm like, with you. I, one yeah. of these days you're going to name one and I'll be like, yes. <laughs> and so he's, he has a cameo in that. Uh, Rag, Thor Ragnarok, he has a cameo in that. Wait, um, he has a cameo in what, Deadpool two under a bunch his, of makeup. What's his What's his cameo in Thor Ragnarok? It's when Thor shows up at the beginning and they're doing a play about. Oh yeah, that's right, right. And yeah. uh, he's playing. He's playing Loki. Yeah, who's yeah. playing? There's somebody. It's another cameo playing. It's um Thor, right? another Hemsworth. The other Hemsworth. Oh okay, the third yeah, Hemsworth. Right. Yeah, yeah. And I, so anyway, so we got a little aside as to Matt Damon cameos, but yeah, <laughs> so that's my favorite song. And a sneaky pick for my favorite, so, you know, and then movie soundtracks are different because it's like, okay, do you, are you talking about, like, the Shrek soundtrack where it's a bunch of songs that had already come out before that are just right. put together? Or are you talking about soundtracks that are made specifically for the movie, like the Black Panther soundtrack, which is excellent? Yeah, you know what? I didn't um, even think about that because I'm, I came up with the idea for this topic. I'm the one right. that put this topic on this page woefully underprepared. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, so, but... but yeah, I, I do Black, mention the Black Panther oh, soundtrack is is amazing. It's so good. It's amazing. Like it's one of my favorites, and it, it works so well. Even though you have artists that you know from, I mean, they're hip hop artists and and R and B stuff, but they have such different sounds, and it all works well, so well together. Um, but before you know, I do want to hear yours. But before that, I do want to point out my one of my favorite movie soundtracks from music that is originally made for the movie comes from the film Josie and the Pussycats from the year I would say I would say 2001 probably I think um and yeah 2001 so it's a comedy that I used to watch as a kid and then recently I, I I think I watched it on TV or something and the music wasn't on any kind of streaming site until recently. And then they put it on Spotify, I think, in the last six months. But it is a great soundtrack. I mean, it's like that early sort of rock or the early 2000s punk rock sound. Right. And the movie's okay. I mean, the movie's pretty good. It's, it's a pretty good satire. But the um, the soundtrack is amazing. And you sort of go, wow, this is really good for what it is. You know, it's just like this teen comedy from the early 2000s that didn't make that, you know, that much of a splash when it came out. 
Right. But if you liked that sort of early 2000s, Simple Plan, um, fall, early, like early, early Fall Out Boy, that kind of uh, Blink-182, Sum 41 music, go to Spotify and listen to the Josie and the Pussycat, do- Pussycat Dolls, Josie and the Pussycats <laughs> soundtrack, um, and you'll be amazed. It's excellent. Okay, I'll have to check it out. I, that's not really like my genre, but I'll definitely still check it out just to see. Um, yeah. So if I if I had to go with movie soundtracks, yeah. because I can't think of soundtracks, I can only think of individual songs. Um, mm-hmm. So you brought up the Black Panther one, which I have right. listened to and is uh, fantastic. Um, the only other one that pops into my head immediately is the End of the Spider Verse soundtrack. Is also amazing. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, and that one I think most of the songs are original for that too. I think so. And and uh, to to stay on and to continue to praise the Black Panther soundtrack, um, one thing that I think it kicked off that I've really appreciated seeing recently is that sort of collaborative. You know, you put a big artist in the head uh, or to take charge of the um, album for the movie, and they put together these new songs for it. You know, like you said, um, that was in early two thousand eight, and then Spider Verse was late two thousand eight. And then um, Creed 2, I mean, I saw the movie and it was okay, but that also had a soundtrack that I liked. Yep. I didn't listen to it as much as Black Panther, but that one had one. Um, and then The Lion King last year, you know, Beyonce um, put oh, together yeah. that album. I forgot, because um, she kind of like surprise dropped that, didn't she? Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah, she was like, oh, the, by the way, there's like this, you know, new music for me and, and Jay and, and a bunch of other people. Um, so I'm excited to see what other artists are given, you know, soundtracks to movies I think that's a I think that's a good way to do the soundtrack, anyways. Um, just because then, I think, um, I think with any big project, if you have someone at the helm who can be your consistent like voice or direction, I think it just mm-hmm. naturally leads to a better product. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the Black Panther soundtrack, like Kendrick Lamar is a perfect fit for that soundtrack. And so I think, you know, the music accordingly fit the theme of the music while also just being good music in general. Right. Yeah, yeah. And, and same thing and, with Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. And do you feel like, I mean, for me, it felt like all throughout the 90s and early 2000s, every movie had like a soundtrack. And it was like, oh, this is the soundtrack for this movie. And it was like carefully curated, like the 8 Mile one or even the Spider-Man, the first first Spider-Man movie. Or like I said, or like I, as I mentioned a little bit ago, the Shrek one. Right. And then they kind of went away. I don't know. Do you feel that way? Yeah. Or maybe I just yeah, wasn't listening. I definitely listening don't remember to... that. But like, it, I'm never really sure like if that's just me missing it. But I, I just don't. You're right. It doesn't seem like it. Like, I don't yeah. remember that. Because... I was gonna say, um, I remember there was um, the the Godzilla movie from 1998, the late the one with Matthew Broderick. There's like a pe- there's a yeah. Diddy song on it. What? <laughs> there's a, there's a Diddy song. It's what is it called? It's called like "Come with Me" or he says like that. He says something like that at the beginning. But um, oh yeah, I'm glad. You know what? Fucking amazing uh, movie soundtrack. Deep Blue Sea. Which one? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, and it, actually, I haven't listened to it, but it wouldn't surprise me if that album was pretty good. Um, yeah, but that LL Cool J song is going to be on it, so yeah. you have to dock it at least a point. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, do you have any like specific movie like songs made for movies, or any sort of any scene that you go, oh, that scene, that song fits it so well? So, hmm, like All Star at the beginning of Shrek. That that Shrek. does fit. Yeah, that one's great. Um. That's so, it's so, that song specifically is so weird because it was already 
a big deal, right? Like that song was already popular. Right, yeah. And then it was just in Shrek, and it was like, oh, no, this is perfect. This is, like, the most perfect casting. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, and it's amazing because now, you know, everybody... I, I literally think Shrek is one of the few movies in the universe that I think every single human has seen. Like, I can't think of... Like, I, there's no way... Like, if somebody was like, I've never seen Shrek, I'd be like, how are you alive? <laughs> like, like, maybe they're super young and they haven't watched it, but... Like, imagine, there's not a single person who hasn't seen Shrek. And so, that song, whenever they hear that, it is synonymous with Shrek. Yeah. So, like, it, I think it is that song. It's funny. I think those, the movies that you're talking about that everyone has seen, are almost, in my head, if I'm thinking about movies that fit that criteria, like, almost all of them tend to be, um, I feel like kids' movies. Just because a well-done kids' movie can catch everyone. You know what I mean? Right. Like you can get like, people uh, of all ages with just innuendo or, you know what I mean? Just like, yeah. it's still intelligent humor within a kid's movie. And then, right. you know, if it's animated well and, and has a, enough just simple slapstick stuff, you know what I mean? It, it appeals to everyone in between. Yeah. Oh, the, ooh, the Space Jam soundtrack? That one's great, too. Yo, the Space Jam soundtrack? Is yeah. Bumping. With I with I Believe, you know, I Believe I Can Fly by Redacted. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yep. Uh, I guess yeah. we're just, yep. So I guess the soundtrack sucks now. Um. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But um. But yeah, I mean, I'm as I'm thinking right now, like there's like so many songs that I think are so good. Um, that were made specifically for movies. There's like uh, the song. Oh, ooh, uh, pop star. The the movie about um the with um Adam Sandberg. Adam, Adam Sandberg. Is that right? And, Andy. Sandberg? Andy Sandberg. Okay. Andy Sandberg. Um, where he plays that, you know, Justin Bieber like pop star I haven't those seen songs it. are great oh dude there, some of the songs are there are so good there's one called Mona Lisa about how it's a song about the painting and about how Mona Lisa isn't that attractive and that she's kind of ugly <laughs> um but uh yeah that whole soundtrack is great um but yeah I guess if you had one th- thing to take away from from this discussion about movies soundtracks is um that the music is sometimes better than the movie absolutely but the soundtrack. Not in the case of Space Jam. I know you hate Space Jam. Oh, I'm no. not letting you get away with that one. It's oh. okay. It's all right. Yeah. Nah, it's, right it's right. amazing. That movie is my childhood. Um, my nostalgia glasses will never come off. Um, oh, but I, I, um, also, I want to mention um, whenever songs show up in movies that you don't quite expect, right? Like they're, it's like a hip hop song in like an like a historical movie or something, or like. Um, Right. I'm trying to think. Like all of Hamilton. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. So. And re- but you had mentioned to me before, one from Django. Yeah. Real quick before I get to that, just because yes. we brought up Space Jam, the best song on Space Jam, um, since it can't be, I believe I can fly, is Hit 'Em High. That song is oh, yeah. straight fucking bars. You know nothing about that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so that. And then, uh, yeah, so, oh, and also, bumping song, terrible movie, Wild Wild West. That Will yes, killed yes, that song, that movie right. is terrible. That oh. movie's awful, which is so interesting, because it's pretty much the same kind of song as Men in Black, which is also great, but the yeah. movie in that is great. Right. So, um, that's, so what, that's what the world is missing. It's missing more um, Will Smith movies that have a song tie into them. Exactly. Where is my Hitch song? Where is my I Am Legend song? Where's my uh, Hancock song? Uh-huh. Hancock, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can. Oh man, I just literally had a flash in my mind of him doing a dance for the I Am Legend, and they have those horrible CGI zombies <laughs> <in the background laughs> doing background dancing. 
That one with the giant mouth that has a huge mouth for no reason, and you suspect they're dancing. The one, there's one just banging its head on the fucking glass like it does in the end of that movie. By the way, That's how the beast starts. <laughs> Real quick, I'm Legend, worst movie ending of all time. All right, so... Oh, so, oh my gosh. It's, it's one of those movies that is... It's like... Starts off amazing. I can't. Hancock is another one where the first half is so good, yeah. and in the second half they just kind of it peters out. But no, yeah, I yeah, yeah. That'll, that's another Why discussion. Why did he for just day. go through the crawl hole and drop the grenade? Why did he have to tackle the zombie with the grenade? Um, and also the the new. So just to go on a little side. I know we go on these a lot, but just to go on a little side tangent, the movie is called I Am Legend because the original ending is that he realizes that he is those monsters' boogeyman. So at the end of that one, at the end of the original ending, which tested terribly, and it's it's on the DVD if you ever want to watch it or on YouTube at this point, mm-hmm. it's he, those aliens come in and the alien or that alien, the monster, the main monster is pissed because Will Smith killed his wife or partner, I think, oh. and so it turns out that the reason it's called Am Legend is because he is the legend of them because for them they're just they're the oh. society, and then when they're sleeping, this guy comes around and kills them. And so that's the original ending, and it's supposed to be like poetic, and be like, "Whoa!" Like you know. So that I'm really like, does totally give me the whoa, but hundred percent understand why that tested like shit. You yeah, because people be like, "What the fuck is this?" I'm here to see him shoot up some zombies and sacrifice himself for no reason, you know? which goes against his character arc. Because it was supposed to be, you know, he's living for himself, and then he chooses to kill himself after his dog dies. But then he has a new life, a new purpose to get these people to safety, and then he kills himself at the end. <laughs> So it's like it doesn't. Anyway, that's my that's enough. All right, I am so, legend talking so about. sorry. So Django specifically. Um, yes. So <laughs> the song in Django. First of all, I've heard that Quentin Tarantino takes a bunch of time, like selecting his music. I've heard that he selects the music before he plots out the scenes, and then like plots out scenes so that they match the music. I don't know how true that is. I feel like yeah. I read that in an article. Um, but either way, one of the most amazing soundtrack songs, in my opinion, I legitimately love this song, is 100 Black Coffins. Um, if, if you can find it on Spotify, um, definitely starts out a little racy. Uh, the very <laughs> first words are, you are one lucky, nah. um, <laughs> real iffy off the bat. Um, but the, Rick Ross, whew, my voice cracked. Rick Ross killed it. Um, and and it got me thinking because I, I have another friend that loves that song and also loves Quentin Tarantino movies, and we always laugh about this one line. Um, Rick Ross opens one of his verses. I, I want to say it's the first line in like a second verse. He says, "I seen a hundred bitches burn," and we were always like, "What scenario are you in that you watched a hundred women burn? Like what? What nonsense? Why did you even come up with that line?" There's, there's nowhere. There's just a hundred women burning. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and, and the thing is about that song is that it's not one of those songs that's just on the soundtrack. That song is in the movie. It's like in a scene. Yeah. Like there's like they're walking fits. to Candyland, and it like, it's like in there. And you go, whoa! Like, what is this? I remember being in theaters, and I heard some not people laugh or chuckle, just kind of like, a, oh, so, 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 you know, sort of like that people talking when it came on, because it's such a different tone than what the. All the music had been up to there, but yeah, it's it's. Um... But it does fit the tone of the movie, perfectly. right? Yes, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Right, right. It's it's just great. But that line has always stuck with me. I've seen a hundred bitches burn. Where Rick Ross? 
<laughs> Tell me when. So, exactly. And, and I know you mentioned that you had other thoughts, or you had other bad rap lines that you still go like, damn, that's actually that's a pretty good. That's, that's a good one. Yeah, so I thought of that line, and then, you know, I was like, there's so many... Rap is one of those things that, like, we praise good, like, lyricism and writing, right? But, like, also delivery is such a huge part of it that, like, there are so many other bad lines that are just bad. You know what I mean? Like, they're just jokes. Like that, But I don't know that they're on purpose. They're just, like, if the wrong person said this, you'd be like, you're a fucking clown, and right. none of your music is going to hear the light of like, day. Like, you're like, oh, my God. You're like, oh, shut up, uh, Big Sean. Get it. <laughs> Yo, Big Sean is one of the top perpetrators. Um, so he starts I like the line, Sean... you do, like, a solar system and plan it out. Oh, my God. Terrible. So, yeah, terrible. My wife terrible, loves but... it. You're I insane. like Big Sean. I like Big Sean. I like Big Sean, but he he has he he is the worst offender of repeat lines. Where he'll take a line from like an early song, like from two thousand or two thousand eleven, and he reuses it in like his latest album. And I'm like, who do you think you're? You, like, who do you think you're? You're, you're uh, fucking messing. Like, who do you think you're? What's right. it called? You're not new. Um, <laughs> tricking here, yeah. Like I know you. I know your songs. Like I, if I have to hear him say about something about catching feelings because he isn't a dentist, I'm gonna fucking throw that disc out. I'm gonna I'm gonna burn the disc and I'm gonna throw it out the window because it's 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 terrible. But um, sorry, go ahead. You 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 were gonna say your line. Yeah. So there's just there's a lot of them. Um, and uh, what's your like ultimate ultimate one though? What's your like when they go like, damn, like that song sucks. But um, you you like. You're like driving around. You're like, oh, you! I want to fucking drive into oncoming traffic <laughs> in a good way. Um, so, uh, like, six foot seven foot for me. That whole fucking song is just him saying shit that is utter nonsense, and that song still goes so fucking hard. Like that song is still amazing, and most of those lines are nonsense. <laughs> Like, black and white diamonds, fuck segregation. Really? That's where we're going? Like, like, like bitch, real G's, moving silence, like lasagna. Like, That's an all-time one. Like, like yes, I wonder, it's clever, but no, it's not good. Like, I want to know, I want to know who can, like, I'm guessing, well, that, that song came out toward late, late Lil Wayne. That's when he started to wane. Right. <laughs> Boy. All right. That's when he came out of prison, and so he, you know, he was coming. So I would love to see the person who wrote that and their reaction to when that line clicked. Like it must have been like when um, Michelangelo finished the Sistine Chapel. <laughs> like he was like, "My God, God is shining on me, and He has gifted me this line." <laughs> um, and but yes, that's when I, that I love that song as well. Um, but we, you and I had talked about this off air, you know, before we recorded a couple of days ago. But my favorite section in a movie or i guess i should back up my favorite i think the best rapper that does these borderline shitty lines is two chains yes it's titty titty boy (laughs) Um, if your rap name was ever titty boy you you fucking live off of these lines and he's still making such good music and he's sort of been flying under the radar the last 10 years but the best little section that he ever had was in the song all me by Drake off of Nothing Was the Same. Right. Um, where he has, the, the, it's toward the end of his verse where he says, 
my dick so hard and make the metal detector go off? <laughs> That's not how metal works, but it's amazing. Um, and then he says, Givenchy, God bless you. But he says it like a, like a sneeze. Yeah, he says, Givenchy. Givenchy, God bless you. Oh my God, where has this been my whole life? And then his last line, he says, if I had a bad... If if I if having a bad bitch was a crime, I'd be arrested. <laughs> True. Oh my god. It's that Two fucking chains. meme of oh. is that meme of of SpongeBob blowing in and out the smoke. <laughs> like oh man, and and I mean and then you know just so this song was from 2013, and just the year before he had, he was on Mercy, and that's when I first heard him, and that's the song that I think kind of put him on. I don't see on the map Yo, because I'm sure he had other songs. Another before. line on Mercy is horsepower, horsepower, all this polo on, I got a horsepower. <laughs> oh, dude. So what ends up happening is that I, I, I you know, whenever I put on a polo for you know, <laughs> uh, Easter or a, a nicer dinner or whatever, I'm like sort of, I, I see the little polo symbol and like horsepower, horsepower, polo on, I got horsepower. And I end up doing his whole verse <laughs> because it just sucks in my head. Um, oh. But um, let me see another one. Oh, drunk, drunk and high at the same time, drinking champagne on an airplane. That's amazing. <laughs> Give this man the Pulitzer Prize in literature because that is amazing. Oh, it's so bad. Oh, it's so good though. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, one thing I do want to slightly touch on that I, I I don't know if we would be the people to talk about this or it might get a little dicey. So I'd rather just move on after we bring it up. Is people using Akon's skin tone as comparisons for the color of stuff? <laughs> it's so hateful, dude. It's so hateful. It's so terrible. So I'm just gonna leave it at that. But Wait, what is next it? time you well, just hold on though. Uh, we what is the line in <laughs> Shane the color of Akon? <laughs> Shane the color Akon. I think Young Thug says my seats are the color of Akon. Uh, Black diamonds. I think Black Beatles has Black diamonds like Akon. I'm just like, come on. <laughs> like, do you think Akon is sitting in his house? Like every time one of those lines comes up, he's like, he's like come on, it. man. At least send me the money for it. But anyway, but yeah, dude, a horsepower phone. Has horsepower. Money tall like Jordan. All my cars are foreign. All my broads are foreign. I'm like, ah, man. Anyway, two chains is the best. And so he has that one. I, I, I. Oh, and then on the song, uh, um. 3500 or maybe is it 3500 I've never said it out loud by Travis Scott off of um rodeo he his verse opens with my bathtub the size of a swimming pool backstroke to my children room what's that mean what's it, it is his, his pool is so big that he's he's gonna backstroke because it's so big to his children's room because it's the size of like a what does it mean it's amazing <laughs> uh bro uh, god so <laughs> You put one on here that I think is actually just bad, which is the Chaining Tatum line. Is that oh yeah, no, that one I put on. That one put on our list to discuss because that one is bad. Okay, yeah, it, that one doesn't have any of the redeeming qualities for me. Like, got no. so many chains, they call me Chaining Tatum. No. Uh. And the thing is, like, I think I mentioned it last week, where it's like, the moment Drake stopped using Ghost Riders, that's when his shit went out the window because he used to have great stuff. Like we see, he, there's a little bit in a Zero to Hundred where he talks about, um, you know, the seams are splitting and people are running in his shoes. No, no point intended, but they smell defeat in the air, like that kind of yeah. stuff. But then the moment that he left his Ghost Riders because people bullied him into it, is when his rhymes just kind of went, you know, downhill. Yeah. 
Yeah, they they definitely have gone downhill. You know what though, Kanye also uh, a good purveyor of bad lines um, that that work. Uh, it, it's one of our closing episode lines, but mayonnaise color bends. I push miracle whips. Oh <laughs> yeah, that ridiculous, one's great. Ridiculous, but it's amazing. Just, that one's that one. No, that one. I don't even think that one's ridiculous. I think that is like an all time like just wordplay clever. Like that's that's a that's like a real line. That's like the Jay Z. You know, I could sell water to a whale, and you don't know if he's talking about like a whale for water or a whale itself. Like that's like good, like clever wordplay. Right, but then but again, it's kind of in the eye of the miracle whip. You know what I mean? Like we're making mayonnaise puns now. <laughs> like, yes, because that's the color of his whip. Like that's the color of his car. He's like, I don't know how. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what you want me to explain to you. All right, you're just not getting it. It's it's going over your head. You don't get it. Um. <laughs> Um, one, one thing, um, the, oh, we can wrap this topic up with what I think, what you failed to mention is 2 Chain's best line, which is, you know, she got a big booty, so I call her big booty. Yo, oh, that was the one, dude. I was, <laughs> I have that song on my playlist because that song goes so hard. It's amazing. It's still, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Drake's Ratchet Happy Birthday wants what, uh, 2 Chain's. Um, I don't even know. I forget what the song's called. Birthday song. Whatever, I think, right? Birthday song. Yeah, whatever the birthday song has. Yeah, like, that's what he was looking for. <laughs> Kanye's line. He says, uh, "How about I get you?" Uh, God, no. What is it? Uh, Jewelry from the West End. Yeah, he says like he says something about best friend. But what I, the line I was looking for, he says like, "Cause I will turn your ass to pedestrian." I was like, yeah. "Get the fuck out of here!" It's amazing. Oh, he, or I think his girlfriend gives him a sweater. Yeah. And then turn around until <laughs> next year and tell do her, better. do better. <laughs> uh, uh, also, we just kind of mumbled it there, but I think the line is, a girl gives him a sweater, yeah. he puts it on, turns her around, and it says, next year, do better. <laughs> uh, bro. <laughs> uh, All right. So funny. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see on music just a little bit long. I do want to move on in case people don't want to hear us talk about music the whole time. But what is... What is? Let me see here. What is your favorite line? That isn't. That's like a good line that you go, or maybe that line. But I'm trying to see what we can talk about here that would be a good one. Oh no, no. You know what I can? Well, give me your line, and then I'll I'll tell you what I would think. What I was thinking just now. Okay. So my all time line um, that just goes so hard um, is a Jay Z line from the very uh, from the intro on the Dynasty album. Mm-hmm. He says, "I never, I never read the Quran or Islamic scriptures. Only Psalms I ever read was on the arms of my." And I was like, "That shit goes so hard." Like it's the goat. That's why he's the goat. Yeah, dude, he's he is. It's the that goat. video. It's for that video of that guy in that room. He's like, "That's why he's the goat. <laughs> the goat." <laughs> but yeah, that's probably my number one line. I think if I had to, if I had to give a line just based on like, just like, just nailing it, you know what I mean? Like hitting all yeah. the different points of what makes a line good. Like that's probably my top line. Right. Right. And I'm sure you know, we'll go into like our favorite verse in the future. Yeah. Um, but one thing I do want to note is, you know, we were just talking about Big Sean and I want to, I want to point out how bad I feel for him sometimes because he he has some good verses here and there. I mean, he has a good verse on Mercy. He has a good verse on a couple of other Kanye songs. He has good verses in his own songs. Right. But his two 
best verses of all time happened to be in songs where other rappers had their best verse. Right. The one I think of off the top of my head is Control, where Kendrick Control. Lamar he went off. He ex- and Twitter melted that thing. Like, I remember I was and home. It melted, and it didn't recover for like two weeks. Like, that's right. all anyone was talking about for at least two weeks. Right. And so... Everybody talked about that one, but Big Sean's verse is very good in that. Yeah, and it is good. It sucks that it got lost in there. And then the other one is the song called is a song called Looking for Trouble, which I realized um isn't as well known as I thought talking to people over the last few months, but it's a song that was a part of Kanye's good, Friday stuff, uh, right? good Fridays, yeah, on on in 2010 it was free. And it's got him, Side the Prince, Pusha T, Big Sean, and J. Cole. And so Big Sean comes in, and he puts this great verse about you know, you know, I can't see the middle finger because the TV only goes one way. That kind of stuff. He like nails it. But then J. Cole comes in and drops his best verse he's ever had right at the end. And like, it's amazing. Like, go listen to it right now. It's on YouTube. I have to check it's it It's called out. Looking for Trouble uh, by Kanye West with everybody else on it. I've definitely, um, I've definitely heard it before, but I don't remember it because those mm-hmm. Good Friday songs were all amazing. All yeah, like Christmas in yeah, Harlem yes. is good. Yeah, all those are still great, and they, they sort of feel like a my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, you know, part two. Exactly. Well, that's what they are. They're kind of the leftovers from that album. Right. Christian Dior but, Denim Flow is probably my favorite of all those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my I'm partial toward looking for trouble just because of the two verses. But you feel I feel so bad. I'm like, Big <laughs> Sean, you're very good, but you just happen to be at the wrong place at the wrong time. You know, it's like being the it's like being the guy who, you know, came in second against Usain Bolt. In 2008. It's like, you know, you were right there and you probably would have gone the gold except you were against this all-time person or this all-time uh, entry into hip-hop. Yeah. And the other problem is he doesn't make great albums. He makes no, good singles. No, he, he not makes make good singles albums. and I, I don't think he has a, a great cohesive album. I mean, even his... Uh, even Finally I Famous, liked... for me, which is probably his best album, um, is realistically just a collection of singles and if you look at the track list on that song that or on that album that album is so good individually by song right but like it doesn't feel like an album it just feels like i'm listening to the radio and i don't i don't know if that's a function of him not being able to put together a cohesive album or if it's just because all those songs hit the radio you know what i mean right 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 yes yes no i think i feel like i've mentioned this before where it's hard for me to sometimes see a single as a part of an album. Right. Right. Yeah, you were talking so, about that when you were talking about how you you definitely underrate late registration every time. Right. <laughs> yeah, because so many songs they're by themselves, and you kind of seeing them as a whole is just kind of like what? Like the biggest one for me, I think, is on Cardi B's album Bodak Yellow, just because that song was so huge, right? And it came like almost a year before the album, and so you know you've had so many memories and so you know listened to it so many times on its own that when you listen to it with the album, you're like. That's kind of weird. What is this doing here? But that's where it belongs the whole time. Right. But I will say, and at the risk, well, not risk, everyone knows, um, as being a, at the risk of sounding like I'm only a Kanye dick rider, um, that's one thing I think Kanye does better is that he, he finds his lane sonically for an album. And, and regardless of those songs being singles, they fit. Like, Runaway yeah. is mm-hmm. very clearly a My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy song. It is not a single that got thrown on the album. Right. Stronger yes, I... is very clearly a graduation song that yeah. that got put, you know what I mean, that is on the album, but got turned into a single. Yeah. 
And I think Kendrick Lamar is also very good at that. Yeah, exactly. like I think all the songs in King Kunta and Black City, of the Berry, those like were big singles, and they fit in the album. Same thing with like uh, you know, uh, swimming pools and poetic justice and you know, bitch don't kill my vibe and and all those from Good Kid, Mad City. I think they fit in the whole album. But then when you listen to them on on their own, you kind of go, oh, like these are fine. Like you know, they they fit well. Yeah, I think that, and I think that's a testament to. What we talked about originally, um, which is that, like, I think that's one thing that Kanye does well. And you're right, Kendrick Lamar is also amazing at it. Is that, like, he creates a, it seems like they their focus is on creating a cohesive album and putting things together and track listing things the right way and putting the right songs in the right spots at the right time. Whereas, like we said, Drake, for as, as good as he is at making singles, literally... He's the leader on the like Billboard, right for like number ones, like he's right, yeah, yep, yep. he's far and away the best. And none of his albums touch any of Kanye's albums for me, except for Other Kanye's most recent one. Uh, you know, uh, would you put "Take Care" up with Kanye's top five albums? I would put it probably on par with 808s and maybe graduation, maybe. Those are like four and five for me, so that lines up. Yeah. So. But then, yeah, yeah. But, um, but, uh, anyway, yeah. So, any last rap thoughts? Um, we'll have plenty over the next few episodes. Like I said, we'll have verses and, yeah. favorite, you know, songs that talk uh, about this. One of the like other that. things, that, as far as the rap line, like one of my judges, uh, way I judge a line, uh, for being good or not is how much I, when I'm in my car and that line comes on, how much I, I want to yell it with the force of a thousand sons. Um, so the line I'm going to end it with is one that we had already written down, which is that like, have you ever had sex with a pharaoh? Ah, put the pussy in a sarcophagus. Like I, oh, yeah, that was great. I literally yell that shit in my car every time it comes on and it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, yeah. So, no, yeah, I know what you mean. So, so that's that's same. where we'll leave. Uh, <laughs> that's where we'll leave these. Um, that's a good place to leave. Yeah. Um, the music discussion on. Yeah. yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you this because it was something that I talked about people over the last week, week and a half. You know, states have been reopening up, and I'm sure by the time you hear this episode, we might be a little bit more toward opening up, or we might have stepped back. But either way, I feel like one thing that I think isn't coming back anytime soon, or at least not the way it was before, is movie theaters. Right. Um, so I know you said you don't watch movies as often, you don't go to the movies as often, but like, what would it take you to get, like, to get you back in a movie theater? I don't know. Um, so this is, this is a weird topic for me because my, my situation has been largely unaffected by the coronavirus, which is that all I ever fucking did was sit at the house anyways like I I don't go out. Um, I don't I don't know enough people that go out, and I don't live anywhere close enough to go out most of the time. So like I never really went out. And then, you know, Julian's a year old, so we haven't gone to the theater in oh, a right, long time because right. um, I don't want to be that guy. Uh, but I mean, realistically, I mean, as long as a theater can give me any sort of like just distance, you know what I mean, like. Like, I saw mm-hmm. one article that was, like, uh, there was this theater that was taking out seats and setting them up. Or, yeah, or like, yeah, leaving yeah. seats in specific spots for, like, two or one person, you know what I mean, that are that mm-hmm. are distanced correctly. Like, that wouldn't bother me, you know what I mean? 
I, yeah. I would like to hope that they are sanitizing the seats between viewings, but you know what I mean? E- right. Either way, you run that risk pretty much you go anywhere that you're going right. to brush up against something. So, like, as long as I don't have to worry about somebody, like, deliberately coughing, you know, yeah. fucking two feet or from they, me. Right, or that people, you know, you hope that they're cleaning it, but then you also hope that people don't, you know, come in with a fever and be like, I gotta watch this movie, <laughs> and they're, you know, pushing 101. Um, no, I know what you mean. I feel the exact same way. And I was talking to people who said, no, not going back anytime soon, no matter what. But I'm more like with you, you know, because at a certain point it's like, well, you know, I'm not going to be inside all day and I do want to go see movies in theaters because I like the experience. And But I, I think, I, you know, I, I don't know what the movie theater is like, you know, your local one. But my local one here, it allows us to reserve the seats ahead of time, you know, through the app. Right. And so what I think would work for me or what I would prefer is if, you know, me and my girlfriend, we go see whatever and we select seats A1 and A2 is that A3 gets locked out. Right. Right. And then or if we had, you know, A5 and A6 that, you know, A4 and A7 were locked out. You know, you can select them. Um, yeah, that's kind of what I would see. Maybe I can imagine it being sort of like, you know, the game Minesweeper, where it's like, you know, one little bomb and then around it, you can put the little flags on it. So kind of like that, where like, you know, then you can't, you know, if I select, you know, A7, then B7 can't be taken and neither can, you know, the row level in front of me. So I I, I don't know because it's hard to know, you know, what the safe distance is. And they always say, you know, it's, you know, you're safer if you go out... And if you do anything outside, it's better. Like if you have a picnic outside, but anytime you're inside, that's when the risk is higher. Right. So, you know, for me, it's like, well, you know, hopefully people show up. They wear masks. That's oh, that's another thing is that I would hope that theaters would make masks mandatory. You wear a mask. You don't have a fever. You know, you don't come sick. I mean, you know, I wouldn't say take the temperature because I think like 50 percent of people who have it don't have right. temperature, so it's a crapshoot anyway. Just. Be safe, you know. Don't come see it if you're like, oh god, I'm about to pass out from this fucking fever, but I have to see this movie today. Don't do that. Just come, wear a mask, come in, sit down, and then leave. You know, don't hang around. You know, just. But you know, I don't know. Yeah, no, that 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 lines up for me. Uh, what's funny is you mentioned the mask thing, and like I haven't worn a mask anywhere for no other reason than like, I I haven't gone anywhere where I've been there for an extended period of time like we do grocery pickup now we don't go inside Mm -hmm. like when i do have to go inside a place it's literally like i know exactly what i'm getting i just walk in and walk out and like the places haven't made it mandatory it's like it it hasn't even crossed my mind you know what i mean like i know i'm not putting really i'm not like walking around coughing talking like i'm usually walking in by myself and like not you know what i mean i'm just like walking in grabbing the thing checking out leaving uh, you know what I mean? So like, it, right, right. I just haven't even thought about it because it hasn't been asked of me. But, right. Yeah, like of a right. movie well, theater I... for something like that. If you know the answer is like you need to wear a mask, then yes, like it's that's not a deal breaker for me. You know what I mean? Right. As much as all okay. of these people that have you know freaked freaked out about that, which is nuts. Yeah, I yeah I wear one when I go grocery shopping, but even then I go like early in the mornings. Um, when I get a chance just to not interact with people as much. Right. Um, as the things have opened up, I have, I do always carry a mask with me just cause I, you know, I never know like if I'm going to have to pick up something or if I'm coming back from, from whatever, I'm like, Oh, I got to you know put in a mask to go here or there or, right. you know, what have you. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I used to go to the movie theater all the time. I know you said you haven't. So I, you know, I think 
this it, for me it was like one of those things that's like not therapeutic but it was part of my life where i you know it helped me relax and it got my mind off of so stuff like so it, it is something that it, yeah yeah and i do miss it because it did you know like anytime that i was like oh like works hard or like oh man that you know that thing on the news suck like the stuff going on right now and all the stuff it it would have been something where I can go and, and get a, a break, just a mental break for two hours. And so now that's gone, and you kind of go like, well, you know, I can watch a movie at home, but it's not quite the same. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of movies. But, uh, yeah. Did you hear? Yeah. That they brought my boy Henry Cavill shotgun pump biceps back as <laughs> Superman. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it's kind of amazing because I, I know we were talking about it in the last few episodes, and I think I mentioned something about, like, man, like, I, I hate that Henry Cavill wasn't given a chance to be a good Superman. And this is perfect, because he's not coming... I don't think he's coming back as, like, a Superman for his own movie. I think he's coming back kind of like Hulk in the Marvel movies, where he's, like... Oh, okay. You know, it's not it's not Thor. It's not Hulk and Thor. It's, you know, Thor movie, but Hulk is there. Yeah, you know, in the, Hulk is in the Avengers. So I think he's just kind of, like, going to be like that, at least for a few of them. Maybe Shazam 2. Which is so... Or maybe the... Sorry. Which is so mm-hmm. weird that, like, I've always wondered why Hulk hasn't gotten his own movie. Like, mm-hmm. the last one was the Edward Norton one, which was very yep. clearly just, like, a weird casting thing to me. And, like, you know, Edward Norton has been known to be yeah. difficult to deal with and, like, wants a lot of control over what's happens, what happens. So, like, and also that movie wasn't, like, terrible in my opinion. Like No, no. So, it's, it's like, I it's... can't believe they haven't even tried to give it a shot. You know what I mean? Especially right. with how popular Hulk has been in the grand scheme of Ragnarok, the Avengers. You know what I mean? Like, I can't believe yeah. that hasn't been a thing. But sorry. So Shazam. The, oh, go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say, the reason that they can't make a Hulk movie is because they don't actually have a rights to a standalone Hulk movie. Really? They have the rights They have the rights to the character to be in other movies, but they can't make a movie about Hulk. At least not yet. I don't, I don't know when the rights go back to Disney, but right now the rights are at Universal. Oh. So if you, so they made the first, like the shitty 2003 one, the one where, you know, he fights a rock monster and he yeah. fights those giant dogs. Yeah, he, they made those <laughs> and that was terrible. And they made another one in 2008, which is part of the Marvel Universe. But um, I think that was the first one, right? I think that was before Iron Man, wasn't it? It was the same summer. So it, it, okay. was, it was like a month or two after Iron Man, but it's still Universal. Um and so, so what happened was in, I forget if it was in 2011 or 2012, Disney buys Marvel Studios. But up until then, what would happen would be kind of like how Pixar was before, where they would make their own movies in-house, and then they would team up with a um, distributor to put out the movie. So Marvel made the movies, Marvel made Iron Man, they made Captain America, and they made Thor, but then Paramount would put them out because they have the connections to the theaters. Gotcha. And then for Hulk, for the Incredible Hulk, they had to work with Universal, and Universal put it out. But somehow, you know, all these rights entangled and all that shit, the copyrights or whatever, they can't do a Hulk movie until Universal lets them. Or they have to work with um, Universal, kind of like how they did it with Spider-Man, you know? Right. Because so, they had to work with Sony to do Spider-Man. Right, right, right. So I actually just Googled this, and according to this article... Um, they got the they finally own the rights starting the beginning of this year, like early oh, January sweet. this year. So, this would obviously be Perfect. too early for them to announce anything. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. But they it could definitely be in the works, which would especially be awesome. with everything in the standstill the last three months. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so maybe yeah, we'll but, get a but maybe it, we'll get a Hulk movie. That'd be dope. Yeah, but Henry Cavill's back, and I'm ex- I'm so excited because we're you know we're gonna get a real a person who at least. The bar is low, so 
for a director to get Superman, it's it, just to have him smile will be enough for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah dude, he, I, he can be a good Superman. Well, I say that, but like realistically, I don't know. I thought he could be a good Superman. Um, no, yeah, has yeah, he really he acted in anything man? like other than he, the Superman movies though? I was gonna say he was in the movie The Man from Uncle with our Army Hammer, and I actually just watched it recently, and he's very good. He's very charismatic. I mean, you know, he's like this big, tall, hulking man, and, you know, it, he's like he's a lot like uh, Daniel Craig, I think, and he, mm. I, I, maybe not as good of an actor, but he, like the charisma's there. So it's right. like one of those things that you know he just has to be given a chance to be charismatic, right? Kind of like Chris Hemsworth with Thor. Exactly. I think that's another thing, like. Daniel Craig made it work for James Bond, but, like, I feel like his charisma has become much more stated and like, his more recent stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't watched Knives Out, which I think is the most recent one with him that I can think of at the top of my head, and I want to see yeah. that, and that was done by Ryan Johnson. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely want to see that, but, like, one, one of the movies that I was shocked by how much I liked it was Logan Lucky, and he's amazing yeah. in that movie. I was just going to say that when I was like, if you haven't seen Logan Lucky, it's the same accent. As he does in that he does in uh, Knives Out, that sort of country fraud. We're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna steal this money from the Lowe's 500 Speedway. <laughs> it's such a ridiculous accent, <laughs> like. And it's like it's kind of funny that he it's like, you know, he has two movies where he has accents, but it's the same one. Like he didn't even make it made it less twangy, maybe more so. Right, he was like, no, fuck it's I just I like just the bring same. It. I got the foghorn leghorn voice. <laughs> I said, I said, I said. Um, I'll say, I'll say this, Chris, ha- oh, never mind. <laughs> so, yeah, nah, like, Daniel Craig definitely has a little charisma, and I think it would be cool to see Henry Cavill get that as Superman. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And then, I mean, and then Warner Brothers is doing it. Um, and speaking of Warner Brothers, recently they were, all of their movies were released as a part of HBO Max. Um, right, right, right. Now, do you have HBO or HBO Go or HBO Now or any of those? Do you have HBO at all? I do not. So I don't either. And actually, I use a friend's HBO Now account, <laughs> uh, which is I just have a patchwork of different sign-ins for Hulu and Netflix and all those. Right. Um, but so I had HBO Now through them. And then the morning that HBO Now or the HBO Max dropped, the app, there was an app update. And then it just became HBO Max, mm-hmm. which is awesome. But they have, dude, they have everything. Or they're going to eventually have everything. Everything Warner Brothers and just like every, like... It's kind of hard to know, like, well, this is a Warner Brothers show, but they have, like, the Big Bang Theory. They have Friends. Um, yeah, for and me, they ha- my problem with HBO Max has just been yeah. that, like, they've they've advertised, like, we have Friends. I'm like, that's cool, but, like, I don't really want to see Friends. But, like, they've just advertised, like, the big name shows, and, like, that works, but, like, I also don't know what the fuck else you have. Like I, right. like there doesn't they, seem to be yeah. any rhyme or reason to it. Like I didn't know right. it was a Warner Brothers. I was just like they're just getting like random shows, and I like yeah. would get the service, but like I'm not gonna buy the service to just find out that I actually don't like anything that's on there. It's um so it's like Time Warner, but you know these days a conglomerate owns fucking everything. So right. they you know Time Warner owns Warner Brothers, which owns you know Turner Network, which owns Cartoon Network, and it's like Rick and Morty. So Rick and Morty's there next to Elmo and. It, you know they own HBO, and so Sesame Street is owned by HBO. So it's like the, it's like a giant tree where it's like Time Warner's at the bottom, and then everything you can imagine goes up except for Disney stuff. So that's sort of how it's going to be. Where eventually it's going to be like three or four streaming services with a mismatch of a bunch of different stuff that you just kind of go like, oh, like they, that's owned by them. That's weird. Um, but 
Um, they also have all of the Studio Ghibli movies. And so that's like, you know, like Spirited Away. And they're Japanese movies. But the one thing... I haven't seen them. And I do want to eventually watch them. I've only seen Spirited Away. But the one thing that I noticed that they don't have... Is that they don't have subtitles. Like you either have to watch the movie with an English dub or that's it. Um, do you watch any anime or any foreign animated shows or... or yeah, I, like I've that? started... I've actually recently kind of started getting more into anime. Um, and it, it's it's funny because they're... So the, the weirdest thing about anime is that like the quality of the dub can vary so wildly. Um, Mm -hmm. So, like, the best example I can give for a very bad dub is Naruto. Um, I never watched that when it was was a thing because all Uh I can remember was that fucking character screaming, Believe it! In, like, the worst, (laughs) most awful voice over and over again because he does say that line a lot. But, Uh like... Because the voice acting was so bad, it like it, I it was like I can't fuck watch this. Like I tried to watch one episode once. He said it like two or three times. I was like I'm done. Um, <laughs> but then like um, there's there's a show I watch called My Hero Academia, and that actually has a really good dub. And, and so like lately, it's kind of been that like anything that I watch with my wife, I generally try and watch dubbed, um, just because like I know it's easier for her to watch, and it doesn't bother me either way. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, it seems nuts to me that you'd make the decision to get those movies, but not be able to have them subtitled because like have, for whoever that's for, you know what I mean? Like, like right. the people that are going to want to watch that movie on your channel are probably the same people that could very easily be like, this dub is trash. Like, I, I don't want to listen to it. Right. I would just go find it on like one, two, three movies or you know whatever and watch the sub. Right. You know, I don't, I haven't watched enough anime to really have a, a decision or a, my mind or have a, a a preference. I I prefer subtitled just because I don't want to I'd rather read it and sort of have my own reading on it if that makes any sense. Right. Um I think dub is hard sometimes because it's interpretation. Like, it's interpretation. They're right, doing and they part make of the stuff, interpretation for you. Right, right, exactly. And they make stuff fit that maybe didn't fit before. And maybe the reason I'm so sort of uh, hesitant to just fully accept dubs is because when I was a kid, we would watch a lot of the movies in Spanish, and they would be dubbed in Spanish. And so I would watch the movie in English, and then I would watch it in Spanish, you know, with my family or with my my siblings, and I would notice that they would change lines, and sometimes the lines were like big like they, I, I can't remember any examples off the top of my head but there were moments where i'd be like well that changes the whole character or that changes the whole structure of the joke or right. structure of the scene like and in final so fantasy remember, 7 where they threw a random slur in there for no reason right, yes yes exactly <laughs> and so the dub i feel like i'd rather get the, the subtitle overseen by the person who made it so that it's exactly what they want rather than have like dub it and then maybe something doesn't fit exactly and they have to change the line or they have to do some sort of you know back you know some sort of turned around way of 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 getting what they want from the dub no absolutely one good example is there's a show called attack on titan um that a lot of people really like and because me and my wife watched it um we watched it dubbed and I've come to find out that apparently it's an awful dub. And mainly really? the reason it's an awful dub is because of the main character's voice actor. And he comes across as like 
kind of whiny and um like uh, like always kind of like unsure of himself a little bit and like mm-hmm. just kind of whiny and i just thought that was what his character was you know what i mean i thought that was like his psychological profile but then someone told me like no he's not like that at all in 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 the sub you know what i mean like yeah. you can tell by the voice acting that that's not the emotion they're trying to get across you know what i mean and so yeah. i was like i I basically have a whole different view of this character now. That's what I was gonna say. Is done. that it feels? Yeah, but you're probably watching a completely different show, or like maybe the show you're watching is like just literally just different than right what you were watching otherwise. Right. Yeah. You know? It's like the same it's actions nice. are happening, but like motivations feel different. Like you know what I mean? Like all exactly. all of it comes off opposite of exactly. how it normally was supposed to. And that that th- those examples, I mean, just the ones you've given me, make me go. Well, then, what is HBO thinking? Not giving people the chance to do, you know, subtitles, and not just subtitles, but subtitles in different languages. Right. And that's one thing that it, the app, just from sort of scanning it the, over the last week, is it is way behind Netflix or Disney Plus when it comes to languages. Like for me, so you know, my parents prefer watching movies in Spanish. And if I go to Netflix, their Netflix has, you know, subtitles in Spanish, you know, um, for the, the descriptive one, you know, where people maybe can't see. They have the descriptions as to what's happening on screen. They have it subtitled. They have, you know, basically every language, Chinese, German, same thing with Disney+. Plus. Disney+, right. Plus gives you options, like, up the ass of languages. HBO Max has none of that. And so if I'm, like, being like, well, you know, I'm buying this thing package for my family, I'm going to buy Netflix and Disney+, Plus before I even touch HBO Max. Because it's like, I don't want to be like all right mom well they have you know spanish subtitles and i know you want to watch it in spanish but you know sorry it's like i don't want to do that then i might as well just go to netflix right exactly yeah that is a very odd thing especially because it's not like fucking hbo is out here like struggling you know what i mean like right yeah exactly yeah, yeah. Like i mean they lack maybe, the funds to make it happen and well they you know they don't have game of thrones anymore so they're like uh, we need a cash cow we need we need we need something to, <laughs> to, to, to what's to, on their you know? network now what do they have any like big name shows is Westworld on their thing? It is, and the third season just ended, and it was just okay. But yeah. they, they don't have, like, a big... They don't have, like, The Sopranos. They don't have a big one. I mean, they have, you know, uh, Insecure. Um, one one of their big ones yeah. I remember was Deadwood. That, But that was a while ago. But, like, I yeah, remember... but they don't have those anymore. Right. They don't have The Wire. They don't have Entourage. Um, I mean, the, the best stuff that I've seen recently... On there has been like Chernobyl, the one about the the Chernobyl oh, yeah. disaster. I heard that one was great, but that's you know, it, but... it's a short series, so that's done. And then the Watchmen series that they had, that one was excellent the first season, but it might as well have been a short series because I don't think they're gonna make a second season anytime soon, if at all. So right. they don't really have anything. So maybe I mean yeah, but it's weird that they kept the name HBO Max since it is it's more everything else plus HBO than it is HBO plus everything else. If that makes any sense, I'm surprised they didn't name it like. You know, Turner Max or I don't know. Yeah, I, I I didn't think about it that way. Maybe and it's because I didn't really understand like how the shows were being decided that they had. Exactly. Um, right. And that's another thing. The rollout was terrible. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. you know, you're somebody who I feel like you know sort of knows at least. Like, I know you know, of you stuff. Don't, you know of stuff. You don't watch. You know. You don't. You said you don't watch movies, but you know I can talk to you about this, and you sort of get it. But you, you, like you said, I had you know, no fucking idea. To... It was like, okay, they right. got HBO, they got Big Bang Theory, and Friends. 
and friends, and it's maxed somehow. And I don't know if I have it or if I don't, and if I do, how do I get it? So it's like it was a horrible rollout compared to like Disney Plus. Do you have Disney Plus? But I, I don't. But I can promise you, I understand everything that's on it. Even right. I understand the stuff that wasn't on it at launch. Like I, I knew that when it launched that the Marvel movies were still going to be on Netflix because they had to run out the contract before it can move over to Disney. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I had that fucking information, which is not generic information that you would display in a commercial, but yeah. the rollout and the information campaign was so good that I definitely caught all that despite having never had that service. Right. They're like, you know, here's what you get. You're going to get uh, Disney, Marvel, National Geographic, and I forget the last one. All in one. Like, that, like every single thing had those four. Like, you know, you had fucking, like, a lion, uh, you know, Iron Man, uh, Baby Yoda, and, like, Mr. Incredible. It's like, right. okay, my mind knows what is on this service. Like, e- thank you. Easy to get. Right. Exactly. I've thought about getting it because I know exactly what's on it. I haven't thought about getting HBO Max at all. Because I don't know what's on HBO, and I don't know what the fuck the else they they have. <laughs> like, I literally asked. I was like, I don't know how they decide what shows they are. And then I was like, do they have anything good on HBO anymore? There's the fucking rollout. I don't know anything about it. I don't care. <laughs> they need to put like some sort of FAQ somewhere. Like, what is their front page needs to be an FAQ. It's like, welcome to HBOMax.com. What are we? What are these services? Like, how much is it? It's like five bucks a month or whatever it is. Right. I'm not paying for it. <laughs> HBO Max. <laughs> How much is it? Your friend's password. Oh, <laughs> oh okay, cool, perfect. Then we're groovy. We're set. Absolutely. Um, I did want to touch on one last quick thing, if you'll let me. Yeah, absolutely. One last um diatribe, or just me, just sort of just word vomiting out a thought I've had this week, similar to my one I had in episode one about 1917. Right. I was watching this video uh, by Patrick Willems on YouTube about Little Women, and he talks about why the, the the plot structure makes sense for the movies. And it's a great video, and you should go watch it. It's I forget what the title is, but if you go to his YouTube page, you'll see it there. And he makes a point at the end that people should go see that pe- that people should watch Little Women, the one that came out last year, directed, written and directed by Greta Gerwig, or adapted for the screen and directed by Greta Gerwig based on the like 150-year-old book. And he makes a point saying that men should watch this movie and that we shouldn't let something like, a, you know, a, the idea of a, a movie, a, a quote, a movie for women prevent us from watching a movie that's a great story. Um, you know what? That's, I, a, that's a good point because I, yeah. I don't have any qualms with women. Like... I, you know what I mean? Like, I don't have any issues. Like, Captain Marvel, people blew the fuck I'm up I'm quoting you that. on that. Tyler Graves, I don't have any qualms with women, period. <laughs> <laughs> Put that on a t-shirt. Uh, all right, yeah. Uh, catch us on a, a merchandise site that I'm going <laughs> to... I was going to say, I was like, that's going to be your first t-shirt. I don't have qualms with women. <laughs> all right. So, uh, uh, that came out poorly. But, like, uh, I don't... I never have a problem... You know, like, people blew up Captain Marvel being relaunched right. for whatever reason. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. That never bothered me, but for some reason, it just, like... That Little Women never watched it. It just felt like it wasn't marketed for me. You know what I mean? Like, right, I wasn't yeah. their demographic. And, and it's not that, like, I think it's a bad movie. It's probably a great movie. It's just, like, if it's if I'm not the demographic, I just am not going to watch it. I'm just not interested. Right. Another one like that is, uh, what was it? Um, came out kind of recently, Lady Bird? 
Lady Bird, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I just, I've heard it's good. I want to watch it. But, like, I just, I'm always like, eh, whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Because yeah. I don't feel like I'm the target demographic on that one. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I mean, and Lady Bird, there, there are some that I kind of go, like, so, so there's, like, Lady Bird in eighth grade and a couple of other ones that are sort of book smart that I really appreciate and I, I like them a lot. And I sort of go, oh, like, if this was for, you know, if I was a, a girl or a teenager or a woman, I'd be like, this would be... This is more for, for me, right? right? And I would appreciate it more. And I do appreciate those movies and I do like them. But for me, Little Women was such a... It's just... it, Dude, it is a 5 out of 5 movie for me. Because it is such a good movie about loss and about innocence and about time sort of slipping through you that I think it's more universal than those. Even though it's about just four women in the 1850s, right? Right. Um, and like I said, it, it is a 5 out of 5, just like perfect movie for me. And I was, I was going to say something just now when you were talking about the movies. And it just completely blanked. Jesus. Anyway. It's all good to but yeah, you should, no qualms yeah. with women. <laughs> no qualms with women at all. But yes, like, watch it because it is so good. Oh, oh, I was going to explain when I went to see it. So, the movie comes out. And it has like a 96%, 97% Rotten Tomatoes. And I knew Greta Ger- Gerwig from Lady Bird. Which I, I, I liked, like... You know, I thought it was okay. Some people love it. I just, I, I appreciated it and I thought it was good and I liked it well enough. And so I go in and I'm like, well, let's see what happens. Like, I'm sure I'll appreciate it. So I remember vividly. I'm like, I'm sitting there and I'm like, 20, you know, 10 minutes in, 15 minutes in. I'm like, all right, this is all right. 45 minutes in, I'm like, okay, this is getting pretty good. An hour in, I'm like, oh my God, what's going to happen? <laughs> and then dude, literally by the end, I'm gripping my seat and I'm like, I like my eyes are welling up and I'm like, oh my God, like, like, and then by the end, dude, you just like, it like, it, it ends perfectly. And then by the end, I was like fully invested. I was like, oh my gosh, you better take back Lori. If you don't, I'm going to fucking jump <laughs> through this screen. So like it, it's like one of those movies that you just kind of go in and it just washes over you and it just cracks you. And even if you're a 27 year old man in 20, in 2020, or, you know, you're a little girl or whoever, I think it's, it's much more universal than those other movies and i think the studio did a why don't say did a bad job because they they got who they wanted but i think what i want to make sure to do in this podcast is tell people and men um that they should watch a this movie but don't let stories that maybe aren't what you've always watched prevent you from watching them right watch ladybird right like just like uh like i said it's it's one thing if it's if you're not the key demographic, but don't let that hold you back. You know what I mean? Like from even watching, yeah. Because yeah, like I said, I think it like you were kind of. I think what you were alluding to is it almost kind of felt like a failure on the studio to not let people know that this isn't just a girls' movie. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? Or, or like yeah, a women's but movie, it, but it, right? Yeah, but yeah, but it 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 it's at a certain point you kind of go like, okay, I get it, because you definitely want to. You don't want to make it so universal that people don't show up. You want to make sure that people that they want to show up actually show up. Right. Um. But. I, I I guess at this point it's one of those things where like you have to spread it word of mouth and tell people no no you have to see it, um, and you know just because you know it's a it's a 1850s movies about four girls you know in their in their lives and stuff don't let it prevent you from watching it. I think period movies are also kind of a hard sell. You know what I mean? That's true. That is true. Yeah, because yeah. you know, because like there's like even Martin Martin Scorsese made a movie in the early 1990s. I think it's. Cruel Intentions? Cruel Punishment? Crime and Punishment? I don't know. It's a stuffy, like, you know, wardrobe movie. And you just see that and you go, fuck. Bro, that looks so tired. I had the hardest time getting... I tried to start Gangs of New York. And, like, I was... 
I think that movie's like three hours. It's so yeah, that one's like long. And by and like that one starts an hour like and a half, yeah. I was like, "All right, we're about to get to the end." And then I paused it to go use the bathroom because I was watching on Netflix, and yeah, I saw I was less than halfway through. Bro, I was like, "I can't. I just got to turn this off, dude." It is, it is work for me to get through this fucking movie right now. You know what I mean? And it wasn't even bad. It was just like God, like this shit. Do you know what is the what the ultimate movie that is like that that is like looks like the stuffiest, boringest piece of shit movie? Like not piece of shit, but like just like the like the most like stiff upper brow or stiff upper lip movie is, but that it actually isn't, and it's actually amazing. Okay, I have movie... I have one that I think is that for whatever reason, I, yeah, I, what, just what do you the think? name, it's the name, and then for some reason the mental image I have of it. Um, I haven't watched the movie. I've only seen, I think, like literally the DVD cover. So uh-huh. mine, it's for whatever reason, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross sounds like it's just like some stuffy shit. Just like some stuffy, just, just like a dialogue, like oh my gosh. Right. So right. which one are you? Which one were you gonna say? Well, I was gonna say um, the movie Amadeus. Oh my! Have you ever God. heard of it? Yes, I've heard of it. But I'm never it's about <laughs> um, Wolfgang. It's about Mozart. Right. Right. And so I remember watching it in high school and hearing great things about it. I was about to say, I, the think, I think I, I think it got brought up or like watched a clip of it or something like in a band class once. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's that kind of classic. Like, oh, just put on the Oscar movies. It's about like you know a, a famous uh, um, composer or whatever. Right. But that movie's great, and it like moves, and it's fast, and it's about you know jealousy and 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 this guy who like hates this guy for being so good at it. Um. At, at, at being at doing what he does but it like the movie starts and it's like you know it's kind of like the stuffy the sort of orchestra stuff but then Mozart shows up and he's not like I don't know how to explain it he's like foppish and he's kind of like he has this goofy laugh and he he, he seems like he's from a completely different movie um but it's great and so like but anyway, this is just a long way of me going back to saying, like, just because a movie is old and looks stuffy, it is hard to get into, and not all of them will be great, but there are some that are great. Don't let the stuffiness or the appearance of it prevent you from enjoying a good story. Definitely. Yeah. I'll have to check out Amadeus, and I'll have to check out Little Women under the recommendation of Ever Castro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Amadeus, it is a little long. It's, like, almost three hours as well. Um so I don't know if you should rush out to see it, <laughs> um, but definitely check it out if you have the time or if that interests you, like the idea of Mozart. Right. Um, and uh, let me see. I'm trying to see. Look on time because I do want to talk about a scene from it that I, I, I go back to all the time. From Amadeus. Um, yes. Okay. That I think fit, fits a lot. It's kind of like the whiplash scene that I was talking right. about last week. Um, so the scene is well. The, the basic story of Amadeus is this composer named Salieri. Who is just kind of he's okay and he works for the royal court or whatever right. and he just does he's he works very hard on his music, but then this one day this this um what do you call it? a prodigy shows up Mozart shows up right and he gets so jealous of him um because he feels like Mozart isn't taking it seriously and he's squandering this gift from God and he's angry at God for giving that gift to that guy right and he's simultaneously jealous and impressed by Mozart so there is a scene. Where Salieri shows up and he gives his piece that he's been working on for months to the royal court. And they start playing it and it sounds okay. And he's like, well, you know, it, it, it moves fine. And then Mozart shows up and he looks at the page one time and he goes, okay. 
well, let me see what I can do. And they're like, what do you mean? He's like, well, let me see what I can fix. And he starts playing it. And then while he's playing the, the, the work that this guy worked so hard on for months, he just starts to tweak it. And it just comes to him. And he fixes it. And this is a great scene where you, you sort of see this guy's talent just drip through and come through. And the other guy, Salieri, can't help but feel insanely jealous. But at the same time, he's so impressed by Mozart. Right. Um, and it, it, it's sort of that talent thing that we were talking about last week where I feel like something like this should be done or updated for like football right where like you have this old quarterback who you know he works his ass off and then this guy comes in and he just flings it and he's he's like patrick mahomes 2.0 <laughs> yeah, it's, it's um, no look passes it, yeah exactly and I, I, for me that would be such a fascinating thing especially for sports you know you come in you have this guy you know like like imagine like michael jordan toward the end of his career right just to bring it back to mj again and this guy comes in and he just like he has everything that Michael Jordan works hard to do, but it just comes like that. Right. And I would, that would I feel like that would be so fascinating. And that scene, I think, if I don't know how you would find it on YouTube, but I always think about that scene um, because it, it's so fascinating and it sort of points at the larger idea of the movie. Right. Yeah. No. Absolutely. I, I think I've seen some other people kind of talk about that that same kind of or that same scene with those characters. Um, so I'm definitely interested, and I, I'll need to check that out at some point. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Sorry, my, my movie ranks go from Little Women to, you know, stuffy movies to fucking Amadeus, to scenes about Amadeus and talent and Michael Jordan. <laughs> um, that's sort of just how the, the mind goes. Definitely not fucking worse for me. Um, I can't <laughs> stay on track for anything. Um, so, so, yeah, uh, I think we're coming up on time. So, yeah. yeah. Um, catch us at Diff Animals Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, you can. Email us directly at differentanimalspodcast at gmail.com with any comments, uh, feedback, suggestions, uh, anything like that. Um, yeah. Concerns, yeah, yeah, anything. You know, if you guys, like, if you would be like, well, ever, I saw Amadeus and I thought it was great. I want to talk about this or could you bring this up? Like, anything you guys want to talk about, please shoot it on there. I feel like, you know, if we got a couple of emails as to, you know, maybe a topic we've discussed or, you know, just or a topic you want us to discuss, I feel like that'd be great, especially ones that are juicy. That Because if, Usually, like, if, if we come up with a topic, I already have a thought, but maybe, you know, Tyler, Tyler's thoughts may be a little bit similar to him and there's not much room for discussion, then maybe something that a third person came up with would have, you know, spark or something. Absolutely. Yeah, no, definitely. If, if there's something you want our take on, I will deliver you that take. Um, <laughs> if you want me to talk about Jurassic Park, but end up on talking about, uh, I don't know, like, um, Chinese finger traps or something... <laughs> Like, those are so hard. What do they expect us to do? Pull in? No, that's insane. <laughs> what's so, the deal with airline food? But, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Be like, what's the deal with chemical engineer or biological engineer dinosaurs? <laughs> so, yeah, you uh, email us anything. We'll take a look at it, definitely. Um, yeah. You can catch me at T Moneybags on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, and you can catch me at, at evercastro92 at, uh, on Instagram. All right, guys, uh, stay safe, stay entertained, uh, and we'll catch you every Thursday at noon. See you guys. Peace. Oh, 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 I forgot. Ever. The yep. worst, best line ever. Yep. In rap history. You ready? Uh -huh. You ready. They calling me an alien, a big headed astronaut. Maybe it's because your boy Yeezy get ass a lot.
Hold on. 